a podcast, resource, community, and digital media platform. This is Shmoney Radio. Welcome back to Shmoney Radio. I am your host, Anastasia Barbuzzi, and we're here with episode 81, I believe. Yes, episode 81. Only... 19 more to go until 100, which feels pretty crazy to say, but we're almost there. And we're almost at the end of what everyone refers to as wedding season. It's no wonder why these summer months are more popular for weddings. Obviously, beautiful weather is conducive to good parties, good photos, all the good things. And as someone who is starting to plan a wedding herself, obviously the budget is on the brain. And if you're planning a wedding or you're curious about how much one will cost you in today's day and age, this episode is for you. Sonia Spirica, Senior Marketing Manager at Vistaprint, hops on the mic today to discuss current wedding trends, the price of stationery, decor, gifts, the ever-so-trendy bridal party gifts. You know, think like engraved wine glasses with the person's name on it or a Yeti engraved with like the wedding date. You know, those trendy little Instagram favors that we see everywhere nowadays and so much more. In other words, it's time to break out your budget and crunch some numbers when you're planning your wedding, but don't think you can't have the wedding of your dreams on a budget either. In fact, it's more than possible if you get a little savvy, but I'll let Sonia tell you the rest. So let's welcome her to Shmoney Radio. I hope you enjoy this episode, and it certainly won't be the last on weddings. Now let's get into it. Sonia, welcome to Shmoney Radio. I'm happy to have you on the show. Before we kind of jump right into the interview here, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about what you do. Sure. And thanks so much for having me on the show. So I'm Sonia Spreka. I'm the Senior Marketing Manager for the Canadian Market for Vistaprint. Um, And so I've been here about a couple of years now and really just uh, focused on you know, uh, all things customizable and personalizable at Vistaprint, as well as kind of helping small business owners um, make their marketing materials um, and and make it easy for, you know, small business owners and um, any customer to be able to customize and personalize any item that they'd like. And I thought you were such a great person to talk to because now more and more we're seeing increasingly customized wedding experiences, if you will. And as someone who's in the midst of planning her own wedding. This is of special interest to me, but also of special interest to the audience since we're all kind of in this like millennial age bracket. And obviously the cost of a wedding is something that we're all pretty concerned about, especially with things just on the up and up. So I guess with saying that, I found that while doing some research for this episode, Couples in the U.S., I mean, there's not too much on what this looks like in Canada at the moment, so hopefully you can help answer this question. But couples in the U.S. are spending about $34,000 on their weddings. Approximately $600 of that is spent on wedding invitations. 
So how accurate or like on par would you say that number is here in Canada if you could drum a number up? Yeah, it's interesting um, to, to see some of those statistics. I think I've definitely seen a lot of those um, myself as well. And it feels a little high for wedding invitations alone if you're not factoring another stationary. But the the tricky thing with wedding and with all these averages is it's such a wide range depending on the couple and kind of what you go for. So, you know, understanding how many guests there are, um, how many pieces did you include in your invites? You know, are you using DIY solutions? Are you going for full service wedding design package where, you know, people are handwriting your um, the front of your envelope and mailing it out for you is kind of a very big range. And so I thought, you know, one of the things that I would kind of bring it back to is like, okay, there's the average, but like, let's look at a couple realistic scenarios, Um, you know? And so when we look at, for example, what we have on our site, you could get a set of a hundred wedding invites with envelopes printed. um, And that would cost you about $300 for a one piece invitation. Now, let's say you want to go for a three piece and include a few other items in there that might cost you around 600. So that's kind of just a range for, you know, a few different options there in terms of a hundred guests. And then, you know, if you pick a little bit of more of a premium paper, you might spend a little bit extra there, but again, um, that's kind of a good range. And the nice thing there, if you're going through something like a DIY solution, like our platform is you don't really need to hire a graphic designer on top of that because you can use, you know, these fully customizable templates that we have, or um, we actually have free custom design services as well. So you can kind of tap into that and really just keep it within that 300 to $600 range. Going a little bit deeper into the actual invites and how many you're kind of sending out, there's a lot of pre-wedding things like RSVPs and save the dates. What does that setup usually look like for people who don't know? Like how many things are kind of preceding the actual wedding? So I would say the typical um, kind of pre-wedding invitation piece is the save the dates. Um, and so we typically see those either sent as cards or magnets. Some people are choosing to just go digital on, on that kind of piece specifically. And then, you know, if you're doing some pre-events like an engagement party, obviously there's a lot of other opportunities beforehand um, to, you know, send invites or something like that. Um, and then when it comes to the invitation itself, that can be, like I mentioned, a single piece. Or, for example, you can... In- Include additional items such as RSVP cards that people then mail back to let you know they're going to make it or not, um, reception cards or cards with additional info. So depending on, you know, if you've got a destination wedding or you've got other information you need to communicate to your guests, people sometimes use those uh, enclosure cards to add that in um, so that it's not all in like the one piece invite. Um, I would say in Canada, we see the majority of our customers ordering those standalone invitations. Um, But interestingly enough, the RSVP cards rank uh, second behind invites. So they're still definitely um, a popular item. Again, was doing some searching around and I found that brides.com, obviously one of the biggest resources out there, says that wedding websites, including like electronic RSVPs and wedding invitations are likely here to stay for a little bit or stay trending, especially because of the pandemic. So how would you say these online resources affect the overall cost of a wedding? To add to that, is there one that you found that has kind of like stayed more popular over the other? Yeah, this one's uh, interesting. I definitely agree these these sites are here to stay, and I think they're, they they provide great value for couples. Um, what we found really interesting is how they're being used. So we actually did some research um, with couples who were either recently married or were planning to get married in the next couple of years, and we found that people still really gravitated towards stationary and physical invites. Um, they're still really important to them, but we found that they were supplementing them with websites and digital RSVPs. So 
I mean, that wasn't entirely surprising because if you think about it, collecting RSVPs online definitely makes it a little bit easier um, than having to <laughs> manually do them. Um, but there's still something really special about getting those physical wedding invites in the mail. I mean, I know personally, I don't get anything exciting in the mail. So wedding invites <laughs> are the one thing I look forward to. Um, I think, you know, it really helps to have those digital resources for convenience. And there are definitely a range of options out there. Um, some of them are completely free. Some of them have, you know, you pay an annual subscription and that gives you some access to other things. There's others where, you know, you to send invites, you have to pay. So let's say, you know, call it Freeman, you know, there's a range of options. It really depends on what you're going for. But what I think is great about it is it gives couples the flexibility to customize solutions that work for them and their budget. So the nice thing, I think, you know, you could take a mix of print and digital. It's a great way to get the best of both worlds. And I've seen, you know, when people are working with some tighter budgets, they might do something like, you know, um, go with the digital RSVP so that they can print a one piece invitation versus a three piece. Or, you know, you might even say, you know what, I've got like 300 guests coming to this wedding and I just can't send invitations out to all of them with postage, et cetera. So maybe you'll take a select number of guests that you say, I really want these people to receive hard copy invites. Maybe those are, you know, family, close friends, um, bridal party, and then you send digital invites to the remainder. So it kind of gives you that option to customize and make it work for what's right for you. I guess that's what's so great about a lot of these new programs that have come out and all the digital resources. They really give you even further ability to really customize the whole experience and even maybe cut back on the budget a little bit. Speaking of pre-wedding things, though, I've noticed and I think the personal finance industry has noticed people on social media as well that asking people to become your bridesmaids or groomsmen has become like a whole thing. It's usually presented to people with like a curated box or personalized gift, and that's become increasingly popular. But some of these Be My Bridesmaid or Groomsmen invites are very elaborate. And I would love to know a little bit more from someone who is in this industry what's trending exactly and what would you say if you could provide like a price range what are people spending it's funny um I didn't mention this in the beginning but I definitely just went through this myself as one of the pandemic brides that had to pivot a few times but this is something that I personally did and really loved uh, enjoyed doing I think what you'll again see is there's such a difference in in range of what you can do here. I think, you know, there are boxes that come pre-ready and those tend to be obviously on the higher side. Um, from what I saw, I think they were starting at at least $75 and up. And so my, you know, what I did was I said, you know what, I'm going to do this myself, um, get creative with it, print, you know, designed um, some of my own cards that I included in there um, and really just looked at what you can kind of include. So some of the things that I've seen, I received a few of these as well. Um, one of the ones that seems to be a common thread is the drinkware, so personalized drinkware. And actually, we added that recently to our offering as some of these trends we were seeing were really kind of um, going in that direction. And so, for example, like <clears throat> personalized glassware might start around $15.99 on our site, let's say. Um, and then you can kind of layer on from there, right? Depending on how much you spend. I think what's important is to start with a budget and say, you know, I'm willing to spend $30, $40, $50, whatever it is for each of my bridesmaids or groomsmen. And then you can kind of customize a kit um, that makes sense for that budget. And the great thing is you can get creative with it. Um, some of the things that you typically see, but again, these are just like some ideas, um, are kind of mini bottles of bubbly, 
flip-flops or dancing shoes, jewelry, candles, um, or those bridesmaid survival kits. And you see, you know, something like um, the bridesmaid survival kits are a little bit more on the expensive side, but the candle might be a little bit less pricey. So you can kind of play around with what you include there. Um, for the groomsmen, you definitely see a lot of drinkware, mini bottles, um, or personalized flasks, as well as things like socks, cigars, and bottle openers. So those are kind of the ones that you typically see in some of these boxes. But again, the options are kind of endless. I think if you choose to do it yourself, you have a little bit more flexibility with what you include. And sometimes just small little thoughtful things like a little bit of candy or hair elastics for late into the night. Like it's really just about the thought that counts. And um, it's about kind of showing your personality and also what, you know, how you value your friends and, and what you, they can fit their personality as well. They don't have to be exactly the same for each bridesmaid, right? So it just gives that flexibility there. Planning weddings in particular, there are so many different places that funds are going. And as you said, you can level with this being pandemic bride yourself. I read recently that couples are becoming increasingly aware and nervous about wasted funds on things like souvenirs or little goodies that maybe people will leave the wedding with. But sometimes those get left behind. So now more and more millennial couples are kind of looking to spend money elsewhere. If people are thinking of going with favors at their wedding that guests can leave with, what kinds are trending? And if you could say how much people typically spend on things like this, because I assume that they also customize some things through Vistaprint as well. Yeah, so the interesting thing about favors is, is this kind of, because we went through this as well, we were like, should we do favors? Should we not do favors? There's a bit of an expectation, but it's also like you kind of want to leave a leave behind that kind of represents you as a couple, but also to your point, not something that people are going to leave behind or that's going to go to waste. And actually, I would also recommend chatting with people who have been through this before just to like hear, you know, are there things that they gave that weren't used? Um, because it's always helpful to hear. I definitely got some feedback from my friends that was helpful. Um, but one of the patterns I definitely noticed have been to a lot of weddings over the last two years mm-hmm. um, is there's definitely a trend towards consumables as wedding favors. And so especially with something like this, it doesn't tend to get wasted, right? People either consume it at the wedding or after the wedding. So it could be everything from candies to cookies to s'mores to mini shots or candles. Um, And so for our wedding, we actually did his and hers jelly and mustard from a business that was kind of in the area where we did the wedding. Um, And that was the choice we made. Um, A couple of others that I've seen that are kind of trending luggage tags. This is a little bit more of a pricier one. But again, if you're a couple that likes to travel or, you know, that kind of pulls into your story, it's a fun one to do. Um, and then one of my personal favorites that we almost went with actually was um, some of those eco-friendly options. So you can do something like succulents, seedlings or seeds that you can kind of plant after the wedding. Uh, we had a lot of people flying in, so we couldn't go with that option, but <laughs> it's a really nice one. And again, it's not one that, you know, you expect to kind of get left behind. Um, and then here again, cost can really vary, but something like candy can be very low cost. Um or succulents, I believe, were a little bit on the lower end. Again, the, the luggage tags will be definitely higher end. Um, I would say $5 is a good mid-price point, but you can definitely five, find things for below that. And then really it's that personal touch that kind of adds to it that you can do do a little bit of DIY with those custom hang tags or stickers. Um, depending on what you're looking at, different shapes and kind of stickers, probably looking at about $0.50 cents to dollar per um, for printing some of those. So just kind of factoring that into the cost, but that definitely kind of helps add that little story there. That's all super helpful. 
moving towards those more untraditional touches that we might find at modern weddings now. According to The Knot, I read this recently as well, more couples are kind of leaving behind that super formal black tie celebration. And while those are great, a lot of people are exploring more laid back options like big dance parties and intimate dinners. So how would you say this is reflected in the use of things like stationery and decorations? And maybe can you touch on how this affects the overall cost of throwing a wedding as well? That's really definitely something that we're, we're seeing trending as well. Um, I think that there's a couple things there. One is I think when you look at the biggest cost for a wedding, it really is like your venue, your photo video, your food and drink, your entertainment and your florals. And that's like the biggest portion of the budget. So I think when you opt for a more intimate dinner or a dance party over a sit down dinner, you definitely scale back on some of those larger costs. And I think that's where you see some of those couples kind of um, gearing towards that. One thing that was interesting, again, from that survey that we did um, was we found that the top five products that are being used or planned to be used by the majority were still those like invitation signage, RSVP cards, favors, and thank you cards. So it feels like there's, you know, there's still sort of that core group of products that people are still gravitating to, you know, how they're used might be a little bit different depending on the type of event, but we haven't seen that kind of shift too much despite, you know, some of these other trends that you do see. And I think some of that also is that, you know, at the end of the day, the budget for something like stationery and signage is very small. You know, I think that the nuts recommends maybe 2% of your budget be put towards stationery. So it's not, you know, it's not a huge part of the budget. And so when you're looking at, you know, should I print a few invitations? You're like, you know what, this is a nice touch and it's not going to make break the bank at this point. Um, and so I think that's where you see some of those small differences. And you can also, there's so many options, like again, you, to do it yourself now and be able to design on your own and print these solutions through sites like Vistaprint that you can make it fit with, with kind of the budget you're working with. Um, so you don't have to give up or trade off some of those things. Um, of course, if, if that's your choice, that's your choice, but um, you know, you don't have to make some of those tough trade-offs. You can still have that Pinterest worthy um, look and feel without breaking the bank. For sure. Now, going back to the stationary part a little bit, this really interested me. Again, in my research found sustainability is really trending and eco-friendly materials are kind of forcing innovation in that space. So if we could break this down into three parts, my first question would be, how is the demand for more sustainable materials affecting your industry? You're right that we do see some of these trends starting to impact the industry, um, you know, and you might see that from consumers opting to go with like those single piece invitations versus multi um, or, you know, some of the trends we've seen are like people opting for dried or silk florals over fresh or going from some of those eco-friendly favors. Um, so you're starting to see that trickle into the industry. But what's interesting is it feels like this is one of those industries that's a little thickier and it's moving a little bit more slowly in that direction. Um, and so it's definitely a focus area for us as a brand because it's important to us. And we also expect that it's going to grow in terms of demand. And so we're really looking to kind of uh, different ways that we can explore more sustainable um, solutions for all the products that, um, you know, we offer to customers. And I expect that much of the industry is starting to think that way as well, because I think customers are just starting to ask those questions a little bit more um, than they used to. 
What kinds of alternatives are being offered when it comes to the stationary decor or favor front that are a bit on the greener side? You know, I will say alternatives still feel fairly limited in our industry. Um, you know, you typically might or you might see some recycled or craft paper invites as an option. But again, that's something that, you know, fits a specific um, style. And, you know, when I was looking as well for different types of signage, you know, wood, wood signage is kind of your more renewable option. However, that tends to be a very pricey piece. And so, um, you know, it makes a little bit cost prohibitive um, for for couples. One thing that we recently launched was the uh, non-PVC boards that are made of wood fibers. And that's a great alternative to the traditional foam core signage. And we're, um, which is great because it's it's also kind of just below that price point, which is nice. And it doesn't, you know, you're not paying extra uh, for that being a little bit more sustainable on that side. Um, and then we're actively exploring sustainable paper options for stationary. And I think, you know, you see some uh, people in this industry going that way as well, but I, I would say the options are still quite limited for, for that space specifically. Going back to the cost, would you say if you were to go a greener route with your decor favor stationary how would you say that affects the overall cost of things? When I was typing up this question to you, I was thinking about some of the more eco-friendly materials I've used for this podcast, like my postcards and my stickers. It definitely did cost me more. So how would you say the sustainable twist on things affects the overall cost? I think traditionally there's been that feeling that sustainable materials are more expensive. And I think that isn't necessarily always the case. And I do think that we're hopefully going to see some of that shifting over time as well as, as more kind of products uh, become available on the market and the demand kind of changes for them. But really, I think it varies from product to product. So with a category like stationary, it really depends on what that material is. Is it made from post-recycled um, fibers? Is it made from bamboo? So there's different kind of materials that might come at different price points. So it's really just about um, doing research and, and seeing what's out there and what options do fit within your budget. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily, you know, one will cost you more than the other. And again, with invites, you have such a different range of papers that, you know, that that could fall somewhere in the mid range, whereas like something else might be a little bit more premium. So um, there's definitely some options there. And as that example of the PVC free board was, it, it wasn't priced above uh, your regular alternative foam core board. So um, it's definitely not something that is necessarily going to cost you more um, and definitely something to look into if, if you could be more sustainable. Yeah. I noticed that Vistaprint offers a free wedding sample kit, which seems like a very lovely, but also cost-effective jumping off point for couples who are starting to plan their weddings. So could you tell me a little bit more about what that includes? Yeah, so we decided to start offering this because we knew just how overwhelming it is to start planning your wedding journey and how difficult it can be when you are, you know, if you're new to the stationary world, you know, what does 16 point versus 14 point mean? What does it mean when you say linen paper versus pearl paper? And so really the the sample kit includes samples of kind of all of the options that you can uh, select from. So you'll see examples of save the dates, wedding invites, RSVP cards, thank you cards, menus, place cards. All, all the kind of the different offerings printed on different papers and with different finishes. So you can kind of see how, you know, gold foil looks or how a pearl card looks versus a linen card. Um, and then also there's samples of both colored and custom envelope options. So again, you can kind of understand what that looks like in real life and see what options kind of work best for you. 
Um, so definitely something I would strongly recommend starting with if you're new to kind of this, this whole world. It's definitely a great jumping off point. And speaking of being new to this whole world, which I am, and I have to be honest, I haven't even started like discussing the wedding planning process with friends or family yet, because it all just feels very overwhelming. So if you had a budgeting tip or a planning tip for young couples who are just getting into this process, what would that be? Okay, you're asking for one, but I've got a few, but that's okay. So I think that there's a few I'd give uh, having just been on the journey myself. And the one, the first one I would say is start thinking about your physical products sooner rather than later. So I think this is commonly left for last, especially something like signage. And I've seen this time and time again. Um, People leave signage to the last minute. And the issue with that is you're running into, and, and things like favors. At that point, you're running into limited options with, you know, people that can print really quickly on demand. And you're coming up against price points and or delivery timelines that start cutting much deeper into your budget. So the earlier that you can start on those things and order them ahead, um, the the more you'll be able to save on those types of products. And the second is really don't feel limited by your budget constraints. Like the wedding industry does feel sometimes like everything costs a fortune and it does. Many things do. But it's again, like you can still have that Pinterest worthy wedding. There are definitely ways to do it on a budget and you don't have to sacrifice design or quality. Um, You just, you know, use some of these easy to DIY template options or reach out and, um, you know, have one of our designers custom design something for um, at no extra cost. Like there's different ways to do this um, and you just have to be resourceful and um, look for those opportunities, but there's no reason that you have to sacrifice for your big day. Um, And then the other thing I would suggest is just get on our email list um, because there's, you know, there'll be exclusive offers and you'll be the first to know about upcoming sales. So it just helps to be able to kind of be in the know and, um, you know, be able to plan ahead if there is something coming up. Those are all great tips and the more the better. So I'm glad you went with the three or four instead of just one. Funny enough, like Facebook wedding groups are also really great resources for sourcing info and also sourcing things that you can kind of reuse that someone just used at their wedding. So um, definitely another good good place to source info. Thank you so much, Sonia. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. All of that was super helpful, particularly for me. I know a lot of friends and audience members will also be really interested in this and find it super helpful in their planning process. So thank you. Thank you for having me. If you took something meaningful away from this episode, please consider smashing that subscribe button on whichever podcast platform you listen through and maybe even check out the ratings and review section too. If anything, send word down the grapevine. I really do appreciate it. And as always, please see the show notes for more details on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. This is Shmoney Radio. Yeah. <laughs> is this thing on?